Welcome, everybody, to episode one of The Tech Box, uh, our new podcast. Uh, I'm joined here with uh, Richard Yates. Hello, Richard. Good morning, Dave. And uh, James Honeyball, new Hello. to the scene. Hello, James. Hi there. So, um, episode one then, Richard. Um, what's all this about then? Yeah, well, um, it's a bit of a try, isn't it, really? Uh, this is a, uh, obviously a new show that we've, we've put together. It's still a little bit in the case of being formed. Um, it arises because I guess I've been doing Tech Talk UK with uh, Kevin Nick for a long time, and I think Kev wants to look at uh, new opportunities and new alternatives and ways of doing the podcast. And, and as Kevin said several times, I, I, you know, I enjoyed doing the podcast, so I'd like to carry on. So, um, this isn't going to be Tech Talk UK Mark Two. Uh, you'll go. There is a BlackBerry in it because there it was in the background. Um, <laughs> oh, right, it, we'll shut it down straight away. Then it isn't going to be. It isn't going to be phone show chat. It isn't going to be whatever works. It's going to be something that it evolves itself into. But hopefully, um, a bit of enjoyable chat. And we've got a few few people lined up to come on as guests. Um, international panel of guests, no less. Um, All the way. Is it is it Derby Leon's from? Yeah, well, now Derby doesn't count as international. Nor, nor does Bolton, but but I think I think <laughs> I think New York does. Um, although Andy's not here today, um, but really just a bit of a case of talking about tech, what we enjoy. Um, it's not, I don't think, going to be we're going to get every new device in to try straight away. Um, apart from anything else, that require huge amounts of, of cash, I suspect. But hopefully, it will be looking at things that we've been using for a while and 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 how we're using them. So that that's a kind of the sort of the original sort of plan, and well, we take it from there, don't we? Really, uh, James. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Uh, good, you? Yeah, pretty good. Absolutely radiant outside, blue skies, <laughs> ultra sunny. Excellent. Well, that's the definitely the weather taken off. Um, Richard, yeah, I'll, I'll just echo that. It's sort of um, our views on tech, really, isn't it? Okay, great stuff. Well, it, it, I'm guessing it's going to evolve naturally over the uh, over the course of the show, and we'll we'll get some sort of format going. But this is episode one, so we are allowed to a bit of free reign at the moment. Um, looking at the show notes, I think everyone's been quite on it, really. Actually, yeah, amazingly good, actually. So, Richard, then um, I think we're finally going to let you talk about this BlackBerry that you've got going on. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a. Yeah, I mean, it's a laugh, isn't it? Really. I, do I, I, now I'm put on the spot. Do I actually want to talk about BlackBerry? Well, yes, I, yes, I, yes, I do. <laughs> well, you've been picking it up for so long. Oh, I goodness, think it's about time. <laughs> good, good, goodness me! I, I mean, my my uh, my liking of BlackBerry phones goes back a long way. Actually, I had a whole load of of what you might call old fashioned Blackberries, um, keyboard ones, ones with touch screens and whatever, um, and uh, I absolutely loved BlackBerry Ten OS. It was. Um, took many many ideas out of Mego, which which i still think would have ruled the world if only it had arrived two years earlier with a proper app store an app store mm. is something i'd like to talk about one of these days um but of course it didn't it, it never got proper traction um it, it still is a nice operating system but of course it just doesn't have the apps so um i managed to avoid uh falling for getting a a priv Mostly because I don't think they were ever a reasonable price in the UK, and also because I was quite sceptical about um, how BlackBerry's apps would would work on Android. Um, so getting the key one was a little bit of an experiment, but actually I've got to say I really like it. Um, 
it, you can use either the, the button key, keyboard, which I'm still getting used to. That you can basically program it with shortcuts. So I tend to use the letters more for shortcuts and use the on-screen keyboard, but that might change over time. But the thing that I absolutely love is uh, you've got the BlackBerry Hub on here. Now, the BlackBerry Hub, if you've never used it, um, it basically brings all sorts of messaging into a single place. And, uh, and I have uh, two work emails for different 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 jobs that I do um, and this is brilliant because it means all of my emails turn up in one place I can see what's going on I'm for, not forever switching from one email to another um, you know um, all sorts of other notifications come in there as well Twitter text messages and so on um, actually I think what I say about this is, is as a work device this is extremely good you know if you if you're like like Steve Litchfield who spends hours apparently watching Netflix on a phone something I don't believe I've ever done. Mm. Um, or indeed more than once or twice have I ever watched YouTube on a phone um, well it wouldn't be the perfect device but if what you're doing is lots of email getting information off the net and whatever yeah this is this is really quite something and it it, it feels really well made um, it, it has one or two sort of classic Blackberry noises as you heard there which actually give me a certain nostalgic glow um, <laughs> I, I must say I'm, I'm really impressed with it I think this is quite a quite a decent sort of uh, product to come out for the first time as i mean you know it's not a true blackberry in the same way the new nokias aren't true nokias but it, it yeah they've done it they've done a good job i'm impressed i think i'll get quite a lot of use out of this so richard what's the main time that you would grab it when you're leaving the house what's the scenario because i kind of really like blackberries when i was using them for work and if someone came up to me tomorrow and said uh we're taking away your work iphone and we're giving you a, uh, an old 2G BlackBerry to use. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be that un- upset because the main things that you were doing at work, calls, texts, emails, yeah. it was just so good at. Yeah, so I'd, yeah. I I would absolutely be happy with a BlackBerry for a work scenario. But if I was going out and doing something else, I, I don't know whether it would be the thing that I would grab. Well, no, See, so I think that's right. Sorry, Doug, go on. No, I, I would just echo James there because it's, you, you were saying you don't do a lot of video. I use my phone for YouTube all the time. Um, and and that, that was one thing that slights me worries, worries me about the new aspect ratios on on the newer phones. The fact that it's not full screen, even if that makes sense. Even though the screens are bigger, you, you're still not getting that because that's a big thing for me. It, it's so, interesting to hear you say it because I mean it, it goes to show you how powerful as computers phones are. Uh, that that we all use them for different things. I mean, for example, mm. other than I've watched the last couple of phone shows on YouTube, I'm not entirely sure I've looked at it this year. Um, and then you know. Um, there are obviously lots of people who spend a lot of time uh, watching video on their phone. Um, it's just never really been something that I've, I've ever been into. In fact, I'm trying to think, have I actually been to the cinema this year? I don't think I have. You know. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think that's it, the thing. It, it's as what your as thing you, is, yeah. yeah. As, soon as, you want to wa- as soon as I want to watch a video, I might start it on the phone. But I'll soon get an itch to move to the next biggest screen that I've got next to me, yeah. to the next, to the next. I end up watching it on the TV. And yeah. if it was a film, then, yeah, I'd go out the door and, and, and go to the cinema to watch it. Because if I'm watching video, I want it to be on the biggest screen, which is why I agree with you, Richard. The attraction of watching like a film on a phone is just ridiculous to me. I mean, watching a YouTube clip on a phone, yeah, I can see the use case for it. I don't do it masses. I'll do it every now and again. I'll, uh, I'll be in bed probably and I'll, I'll grab my phone or I'll grab my iPad mini and I'll watch a YouTube video. But I, I wouldn't ever settle in for an extended viewing period on, on a smaller screen like that. I guess it no, depends on I, location, doesn't it? And Dave probably has more reason than, than we do to, to be able to, or, to, or to have a need to watch things uh, on your phone because I'm guessing, Dave, you're out and about quite a lot. 
Yeah, I'm out and about. I'm traveling with work. I'm 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 in a car. I'm on a bus here, there, and everywhere. So yeah, I, I do. Again, you say about films and things, but it generally most of the time is the biggest screen I've got with me. Um, if I'm at home, I'll use the Apple TV and watch YouTube and Plex and all that sort of stuff through that. But if I'm out and about, I don't. It is generally the biggest screen, so I do use it, which sort of makes me think the BlackBerry. Yeah, in 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 a slightly nostalgic way, Richard, I would love to have one of these and love to play with one and love for my phone just to be a phone. Um, but I think there's so much more, aren't they? And it's like you said, and we'd be massively surprised, I think, as well, because we're a very small subset niche, aren't we, really? Um, when you actually look at the uh, general population, they... Uh, they do so many different things on their phones. It's like their, it is their computers now. So Although, I think it was I mean, struggle. Messaging is such a is still such a big thing. And if the keyboard is gives you a good feeling and you like using it, then maybe it would have a broad appeal. I mean, certainly when everyone remembers whatever it was five years ago, six years ago, when BlackBerry was like the phone that you know, a lot of young people had, a lot of young adults had, and it was really um, a fashion statement at that point. And they, everyone was using BBM. And as yeah. these new messaging things have come along, they've tended to be on the iPhone and Android, and therefore people have migrated off the BlackBerry. But if the BlackBerry can combine all of those apps, which are all available on Android, and that keyboard, could there be an opportunity for it? Maybe it's maybe it's a few years too late to to kind I, of I, I grab think, those I think people. I think you, what you actually hit on there is that, is that BlackBerry made the same business-destroying mistake as Nokia did. You know, BlackBerry had this this killer app, BlackBerry Messenger, and they didn't allow it to spread to other platforms. Mm. I, I, I always thought, I mean, I, I, if you go back to Symbian days, um, after some while, Nokia managed to sort of license Symbian to Motorola and Samsung and Sony Ericsson. And, and certainly I, I had several um, Samsung uh Series 60 phones and more than one, I think, uh, Ericsson, Sony Ericsson Series 60 phones. And the thing that was so frustrating about them was that there were app, what we now call apps in the Nokia store that I would like to have run on the, I mean, I think particularly the, the, um, Samsung i8510, which was like a sort of, yeah. it, it, it was what the N96 should have been and it was built like a tank. You could run a car yeah. over it. Um, or the Sony Ericsson Satio is another one. Great camera on that. Yeah, I remember um, that. Uh, but, of course, you got no access to the Nokia store, and, and BlackBerry made the same mistake. If they if they'd said in the early days of, of Android and iPhone, um, here are guys, here's, here's BlackBerry Messenger. I think BlackBerry Messenger would still be the dominant messenger platform. You know, it. it, it I mean, I've got a BlackBerry Messenger account. I can't remember when I last even loaded it on a phone. No. Um, but I mean, in some ways, I think it's actually a better platform than, for example, um, WhatsApp because. One of the things that always frustrates me with WhatsApp is, like lots of people, I've got more than one SIM card. Mm. Um, I'm forever getting WhatsApp messages on the wrong phone or else I don't get a message or, uh, you know, I'm involved in a chat that people are happily talking to the the phone I don't have with me. And and, um, BBM, (laughs) you never had that problem. So they missed missed the the opportunity to strike, I think. I I can't really see BBM coming back. So, so the reason, so the reason I, it died a death, because I think I was in my early twenties when uh, BlackBerry was at its height, um, and I used to go out and I used to say, "Oh, have you, have you got BBM? Have you what's your what's your pin? Do you know what yeah. I mean?" To get uh, t- talking to the girls and things, but 
if you think about what was actually involved in it, you had to be on a contract. It had to be a special contract. Yep. You had to have it as an add-on service. If you messed up when when Vodafone messed up adding it onto your account, it was a pet, right well pay. It wasn't. It was never going to be for the masses, was it? No, it never was. It really wasn't. Looking at it for the business sector. Yeah, brilliant. But they, they tried to appeal to the early 20s, the, the teenagers, the things like that. And for a time, it was working, but it the whole concept behind it, looking back, it's not simple, is it? Mm. <laughs> it's not Snapchat or anything well, like I th- that. I think I'm right in saying that they've got plenty of money. So BlackBerry, even though they sort of squandered BBM, they should be able to stick around. So it'll be interesting to see how their devices develop over time. So yeah. Is this a keeper for you then, uh, Richard? So if we check oh. back on you in a couple of episodes, you'll still be using it? I think I will, yeah. Not, not least for because I usually take longer than that to get bored with something. You, you you can guarantee that if I get bored with something, it'll be about two weeks after the return period. I'm not like, yeah. not like Kenneth. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still excited and still interested. In it. Ah, it's a bit late now, so I might as well go on to it. But, but no, I think I will. It it, it, it is, um, you know, I think for business, it's probably quite a good device. It, it, We'll see. I mean, the truth of the matter is, like so many people, you know, all of my family have iPhones. Even my mum has an iPhone. Mm. Um, my my three kids have iPhones. Uh, their other halves have iPhones. Um, you know, my grandchildren have got an iPhone yet, but I'm sure at least one of them's got her eye on one. Um, it, it it's very hard once you're in that world to sort of break out of it. We we don't actually use iMessage very much. We have a um, more than one WhatsApp group actually. Uh, is, but, is is that why my uh, iMessage hails go unanswered then, Richard? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the wrong it's the wrong media. I tell you what, what we should do actually. Here we are. Here's a proposal for you guys. Let's let's set up a BlackBerry Messenger group and report back on the next show how BlackBerry <laughs> Messenger is in this day and age. I, th- I think we'll get even less of a response. No, I don't think it will. Let's 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 give it a go. Let's see if it still works. Okay, are we allowed to load it on our existing uh, oh, yeah, yeah, phones, or do we have to hunt out a, uh, no, no, a BlackBerry to run it on? No, no, you can put it on your iPhone or whatever. Okay, uh, let, let's do that then. That's that's the platform of choice. Then. Okay, we'll, we'll road test it. Let's give it we a go. Um, it, 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 otherwise, you're just saying, "Oh, well, we'll go completely with the crowd, um, and and we'll do nothing else." So, so after we'll set up a yeah. messenger group, let's just yeah, just have a play. Okay, <laughs> of course. Okay. Um, so, with uh, you know, for fear of becoming the BlackBerry podcast. No, but then, um, you've had years of me being stifled on Tech <laughs> to, to get over there, haven't you? But no, let's let's not just stick to BlackBerry. But um, yeah, it could be interesting just to try it because I think one of the things that is a bit of a case, and I know know that I mean this is one of the, one of the issues Kev has, is that you you kind of iOS has some great strengths, but it, it also has uh, issues with um, the uniformity as a strength and a weakness. Um, I mean, the thing that keeps me with an iPhone is my Apple Watch. If it wasn't mm. for the Apple Watch, I long since ago would have probably sold this iPhone, um, played with Android for a while, bought another one, and then, you know, the whole process goes on. Mm. Um, but Apple Pay for me, definitely. Yeah, well, I very rarely use it, but uh, that said, there are occasions when, when I have used it that it's been really useful. Um, but, yeah, let's explore things that aren't on Apple, because there's lots of... Lots of Apple stuff. Indeed, Kev's new new, new uh, approach to TC UK is going to see it being mostly an Apple podcast mm. until he buys a Galaxy S8. Anyway, um, and let's let's just, let's just play with something different. It might you know it might just be that we we mess around with this for a while and can say to people, you know, you should have another look at this. It's it's actually quite good in in the in the current context. It's st- certainly still current software. So mm. let's give it a go. See what happens. It's it's a bit different, isn't it? So talking yeah. about non Apple 
uh, things then. What do you think about the uh, news about HMD Global and a possible tie-up with uh, the Zeiss Optics? Well, this is an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, HMD Global of... of, um, Well, there's lots of things you can do with this. One is they've obviously got a huge amount of money behind them because, okay, we're not yet seeing them in the UK, but they are now launching in all sorts of parts of the world. Um, I think Europe is very soon to be launched in for one, one work of a better way of putting it. Um, is, is there is there a reason why we're not see, seeing it yet? Because I've been looking for this 3310 for months, and it was announced months and months ago, and Carphone Warehouse have had it on their site as coming months and months ago, and, and the pre-order date just keeps getting changed and changed. Is, you know, is there a reason for that? Demand elsewhere is my guess. I mean, they they they, uh, they certainly have launched it in, in quite a big way in places like India and whatever. I mean, the, the 3310... It, it, I think brilliant marketing, but it's not a very practical phone in in uh, no, Western I mean, Europe. I yeah, thought, it's got no 3G, has it? It's it's a backup phone. It's yeah. it's more nostalgia, one for the collection, a, a little bit of a backup one. Um, I've got this big uh, sort of plan in my head of let's have one device for f- for phone calls, and I'll take emails on my laptop and all that sort of stuff. So it is purely just a little uh, play about thing, but. I'm shocked at how difficult it is to actually get one, and I don't. I just didn't know whether you're saying, James, that HMDA um, seems to be this global brand with money behind them. I mean, I just can't think why we haven't seen those yet because they, they surely must be cheap. Yeah. I also, I would have thought that they would have launched the 3310 in the UK just for. The, I mean, as it is a bit of a novelty marketing yeah. issue, anyway. Why not launch it in the UK because it does have a big following in the UK. So. They could have really maximised that, I think, and really laid the groundwork for the smartphone launch, which will hopefully happen over the second half of the year. I mean, well, I, let, I mean, let, I'm going to say I've got a theory about this. Um, they've said they got, they they're not ruling out. They said uh, relaunching a number of other devices. So what if they say we're going to relaunch um, a 1020 only running Android with a Zeiss camera on it? Mm. You know, that would can, can they can they do that? Is that part of their deal well, then? Is it that is, they've this got? This is what we don't know, isn't it? I mean, if you think about about the old Nokia, it had this tie with Zeiss. It, it obviously had the PureView technology, which seems to have belonged to Nokia and therefore was presumably sold to Microsoft. Well, we don't know what the ins and outs of the deal with Microsoft when they they um, they bought they some stuff back, back, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they obviously are, I think, much closer to Nokia than than maybe they they actually would would let on yeah um, I, mean, I don't i don't think they need know, those you know they don't uh, need those trademarks though do they they just need to put a fantastic camera in the next uh, nokia flagship yeah. and it depends mm. doesn't it on how much of the the camera phone technology belongs to zeiss and how much it belongs mm. to nokia and it's just a badging exercise now yeah now i think the impression that i get is that zeiss actually do have a fair bit of camera technology for for phones that is obviously they've got some camera technology but um i forget which brand it is but there's another brand isn't there that use is using um zeiss branding on it um maybe yeah it's huawei or somebody like that yeah um, yeah well if they've actually retained quite a lot of camera technology maybe uh um hmd global have said that they'll, they'll have zeiss branding on their phones later this year maybe they've got quite a decent camera at their sleeve i don't don't imagine it will be a nokia 808 beating camera but it it might be perfectly good enough to keep most people happy so yeah. so on the whole my, my answer is i'm quite excited about it you know i i, I think that they are actually going to succeed in, in 
resurrecting the Nokia brand. And, and it's true, it's not the old Nokia of old, but then, you know, Apple designed the phones in California and they're made in, well, China, India, wherever. Mm, yeah. um, they, they are being made in India now. Um, it, it doesn't actually matter, does it? What actually matters is the design and the, uh, the ethos behind it all. Well, let's see what happens. I, I think they've yeah. got a good chance. There, there, there is still a phenomenal brand loyalty to Nokia. Which, which of us would, would say they wouldn't be, you know, they have no interest at all in owning a phone with Nokia on it again, hearing that ringtone again, etc., etc. This It's just so deep, I guess, within anybody who was into, into smartphones 10 years ago. So I, I think they I think they do stand a chance, and this is the sort of eye-catching thing that will make them, uh, you know, they're getting publicity out of it already, but it, it will make the brands attractive and make people say, yeah, let's give it a go. They were good. Yep. Now, if they put a class-leading uh, camera in a Nokia phone, then I will get one. Simple as that. Yeah, ditto. Ditto. Yeah. Dave, what Would about I you? get one? Hmm, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like to think I would. I'm pretty ingrained now in Apple, unfortunately. I'm one of them. Um, hmm, I'd, I'd take a 3310. Definitely a 3310. Well, if anyone can find me one. We, we've, missed, <laughs> we've missed a point here, haven't we? We should really be saying what phones do we actually use day to day? Ah, well, I th- we, don't we all use the same ones? Oh, well, you've got about 10, haven't you, Richard? No, I have not. This is a, a malicious rumour <laughs> set around by Kev. Um, <laughs> um well, I, I'm definitely an iPhone 7 Plus. I think everyone is probably well well aware of that. James, what are you using at the yeah. moment? Uh, iPhone 7 Plus here. Yep. 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 Oh dear. So, so this is the iPhone 7 Plus chat show. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna. So I presume that you've got a 7 Plus, you know, in the ranks, uh, Richard. No, the 7 Plus is my main work phone. Uh, yeah. And, and this is really why I'm trialing the BlackBerry because. Um, now, the 7 Plus for me, I'd be quite happy with the 7, but the thing I really like about the 7 Plus is the camera, which is just yeah. f- phenomenal in the phone. And yeah. the camera is what is almost certainly likely to make me upgrade the, the phone to the 8. Uh, other than that, I'd say, yeah, I'm happy with it. Although, one thing I, I was saying this on Tech Talk UK, um, one thing I think that Samsung have really got right is I can, I've got quite big hands. I can just touch my thumb and finger together around a 7 Plus. Yeah. But it's an effort. Um, on, on a Galaxy S8 or on an LG G6, you can comfortably hold it in your hand. So that is actually another reason that I might well look at it, uh, at getting a new iPhone. But actually, no, I, I, my, my guess is the next, ca- the next camera on the next iPhone will be a, a, a decent leap again from this one. Yeah. I mean, you think they've got, is it 800 people they said working, developing the camera for the iPhone alone? You know, most of these companies haven't got 800. Uh, See, I, I would sort of say I, I'm not so sure, Richard. I'm not so sure. I think maybe the the the, the next iPhone, so the eight, is going to be they're going to have concentrated on so much on getting that new screen, yeah. that new form factor that it's just going to be a little tweak of the camera, and we're going to see the big leap in the in the one the year after. Could be so, right. Yeah. The, I, one, yeah. the one worry I have is the new screen is going to go all the way to the top, so yeah. that means you're going to have to have some. Uh, electronics all the way up to the top and that's where the camera module sits so it's going to have slightly less sort of room to play with especially if they try and make it thinner as well so that does raise a little bit of an eyebrow because obviously we wouldn't want them to make the sensors smaller and just have all the advances that they're going to make uh, just to keep still do you see what i mean oh, and keep yeah. the protrusion the same but i mean that that size looks incredible doesn't it if you've seen all the leaks you basically oh, yeah. have looks, yeah. an iphone 7 shaped 
phone, but with a massive screen the same size as a 7 Plus. I mean, that would be a fantastic device. Wait, I think I think it's rumoured to be 5.8, isn't it? The actual screen. So the same same sort of Going down the same width the LG as the SA. And the SA. Yeah. Yeah. But um, just slightly different form factor. It's not as narrow. So it's a little, you know, more chubbier. I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna pick you up, Dave, on your uh, your dumb phone, your 3310 dumb phone idea. Because uh, I was at Glastonbury this year, and I was quite shocked at how many people had feature phones for the festival. Right. And I was thinking, I can sort of get their immediate logic in that uh, they don't want to take anything too expensive, and um, they want the battery life to be good. But uh, that what I took my seven plus. And I think that the 7 Plus is the ultimate festival phone because uh, in terms of it getting stolen, it's basically the one thing that's always on you. So you'd have to get pickpocketed, which I'm yeah. sure happens. But, you know, I like to think that I have it in my front pocket and I would probably avoid getting pickpocketed. But what I did have was the ability to take some absolutely fantastic photos all around there get all of my uh, friends and family in fantastic uh, portrait mode. The sun was out, uh, great video. Um, I was able to use the Glastonbury app to see what was coming up. Uh, I used Find Friends, that application, uh, all the time to see where everyone was. So if I was going to meet someone, I could meet them immediately, no time wasted. Uh, And I just, the one thing that I really love about the 7 Plus at the moment is the live photos that you get whenever you take a single photo, mixing those into a little video. Uh, And the battery does last all day. And as long as you've got one of these big power banks to charge up overnight, then what more could you want, really? So I I sort of see where you're coming from. But for all of those are the reasons that I, 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 I would use it. However, I would not be worried about it being stolen. I wouldn't be worried about battery life again. I've got a, a power bank. I would be worried about breaking it. But they're waterproof these days, aren't they? So it would survive being dropped into a puddle, stamped on <laughs> into the mud and fished I, out an hour later. I had the 5, I think it was the 5S when it first came out. And um, I never used to use a case. I used to uh, obviously go with nothing on it. But I had a little sock uh, you, do you know what I mean? Like the bench socks mm, that you put, mm. you slide it in. And I was down the pub, and this is what I would foresee happening. I, I was down the pub. I went to put it in the sock, um, and I went to put that sock in my pocket, and it fell straight to the floor and absolutely made one hell of a mess over the actual mm. corner of that. And even that was like a month. Th- even after. through the sock. Say again. Even even through the sock. Yeah, I, because I was unfortunate enough that it landed on the corner that wasn't exposed. Uh, that, sorry, that was exposed. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, that's that's why I wouldn't, because I would know that I'd have a few beers, I'd get a little bit careless maybe. And it, it, I suppose it's a field full of grass, isn't it? So it's not going to do have sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, com- um, a concrete car park. But so no, that, that's probably why I, I wouldn't. And my, I don't know, I, hang, I, I, I hanker after a dumb phone, the simple life, I suppose. Yeah, I do love using a phone without a case on because it always feels so much better but i did put a big fairly ugly clear um you know plastic case on my 7 plus and i put a glass screen protector on the front which makes it a little bit less lovely to handle but about i don't know three or four days after doing that i was in the center of london and dropped it on the pavement 
Ooh. And my heart absolutely stopped, but I picked it up and absolutely no damage at all. And if it had been <laughs> naked, the best case would have been some rather nasty gouges out of one of the corners. And that would have just irritated me for the following two years. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I watch the wife throw hers down the street all the time. And it, I just, I look at her and to think, you know, a little bit of my heart drops and I just, I like, if that screen's broken, that, mm. but it never does. It never does. They're a lot hardier than what I think we give them credit for. I think it's just us not wanting to damage our precious uh, yeah. toys. I, I tell you what isn't hardy though is my new twelve-inch MacBook. <laughs> okay. This yeah. thing is like a Fabergé egg. Yeah. And it's got to the point now where I feel that I need to handle it with those snooker umpire white gloves at all times <laughs> what's the matter with it I've got a so Look, it's right the first of all the upper left hand side of the touchpad died and i had to go through the merry dance excuse me <clears throat> had to go through i had to go through the merry dance with apple of actually uh, getting it repaired which in this right. in that particular instance meant taking it down to some strange industrial estate and leaving it in uh, a kind of unmarked office uh, and collecting it back a week later. Albeit they did replace the entire top keyboard uh, and the trackpad. Uh, so that was okay for another few months. And then I realised... Uh, actually, no, didn't realise. This next bit was actually my fault. So I spilt... A little bit of drink over my Ooh. keyboard late at night um, when I should have been paying more attention, and I mopped it up. I got the you know got the tea towel on there pretty quick, left it upside down overnight, uh, but the keyboard was pretty wrecked, and, and a few of the uh, keys were a bit spongy, um, and there was nothing I could do about that. Took it back, and uh, they at first they said, "Yeah, we will repair it," and they took it away. Um, they were going to do it for free under um, not under the one year warranty but the um i think the sailor goods um war you know yeah. extended mm. warranty period um but then they called me up and said no we can see that you've um got water damage in here so we are charging you and it's uh, 350 quid to replace the keyboard in a macbook <laughs> which is quite expensive and when i got it yeah. when i got it back i noticed that there was a light line of pixels right in the center of the screen admittedly you could only see it when it was pitch black on the screen uh so if you like when it was booting up with the apple logo you could see a line of um white pixels uh and i took it back to apple again and i my thought here is that it's where i'm how i'm holding it so i don't know how you hold yours richard but i tend to sort of clamp mine with my hand from the back and i can kind of imagine that i'm squeezing the keyboard and the screen together a little bit i guess so i mean yeah that's probably how i carry mine but um and I thought it's sturdier than that. I must yeah, admit, I'm quite worried now. <laughs> yeah, I carry mine with reverence. Yeah, exactly. So I took it back to I took it back to Apple again, and they were pretty good actually. It was almost impossible to see this, and even I would admit that. And my, the only reason why really I was get I wanted it repaired was because if I sold it to someone, someone who was picky, who was buying it, would be able to pick something up and say, "Look, under these exacting circumstances, this is wrong." Anyway, they looked at it. They, to my amazement, did see it. And they um, repaired it. And now basically what I've got is essentially a brand new MacBook because they replaced the entire top lid when they're doing the screen. And I've already had the keyboard replaced <laughs> twice. But it just makes me think twice now about, you know, how to, how I handle it, how I lob it around. And I look back in fondness about my 11-inch uh, MacBook Air. And I really did used to be quite rough and tough with that. And it survived really well. 
yeah, and I'm now I'm just a little bit paranoid and um, I'm not sure whether I should just try and forget all those things have happened and just use the MacBook uh, as I was the old MacBook Air or whether I do need to actually treat it with a little bit more care and attention. I mean, just for little little instances, I think if you eat whilst using this, you are going to get tiny crumbs into <laughs> Under the, the keyboard. And yeah. as soon as you do that, you know, the keyboard's completely gone. I've had it a couple of times and I've run a a hoover attachment over the keys and it has seemed to sort it out but i think it is a bit of a occupational hazard with this one do you want to uh, so i i have a apple travesty going on at the moment um if uh, you want some sort of uh, sort of metric um so i had the 2015 macbook pro um nice. and it Yep, back it back in the beginning of April, I started having uh, charging issues with it. So you'd plug in the MagSafe connector, it would start to charge, and then it would uh, the light would fade off and it would stop charging. So um, I took it into like yourself, one of those resellers one uh, on Apple's recommendation, yeah, not the yeah. Apple Store, and all they did was have it for four days and perform an SMC reset on it. So yeah. reset it down. I've, I'd already done that, so I was a little bit annoyed, back, yeah. but hey ho, uh, I got it back. Uh, again, the same issue was there, and Apple said, we'll, what we'll do, we'll send you a new charger. It's clearly the charger. So uh, I got a new charger from them, same issue. So we're, we're sort of going on to the beginning of May now. Um, took it through to the Apple store, which is about an hour and a bit drive. Uh, they had it for a week, and they changed everything inside of it. <laughs> Literally, new logic board. I think the bill came to like £900, uh, but it's covered under Apple Care, so all was good. I got the machine back, and guess what? <laughs> same issue have you looked at the power supply of your house maybe that's just well, not well, like to drive so, again so what they've done is they've changed everything inside of it however the magsafe connector okay. they didn't change right yeah that's a separate that isn't part of the logic board so they left that in so i spoke with um i spoke with apple and said look um i don't, I don't know if our listeners know this but um we've got the like you said the sale of goods act act mm. um it's different to what what Apple do. So with Apple, if you have three issues with a laptop, they'll look to replace it for you. Um, what I'd had was I'd had one issue with a potential another issue outstanding. So I, I had to go to the Apple store. They produced me a report to say, yep, this issue is still there. And um, I went about getting a replacement with Apple for that product, which is which is brilliant, you know. Um, so we're, we're sort of in the middle of May here. Apple have all their procedures in place to actually get this report and... Um, they have to, it's authorized at quite a high level to replace this, but they couldn't replace it with the 2015 MacBook Pro um, because they they don't sell it. Um, they still sell it, but they don't sell it with the dedicated graphics cards. Okay. So we had to spec up the new 2016 MacBook Pro with nice, the touch yeah. bar. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. So that went off to be authorized by Apple um, and it came back and it came back and she said, yep, yeah, not, a, not a problem. Um We'll authorize that. So we'll replace 2015 with a nice shiny 2016 one. So I'm over the moon here. Great stuff. Um, with that, they announced the new 2017 MacBook Pros, <laughs> didn't they? And um, I spoke with Apple, the, the lady that was dealing with this, and said, I can sort of see a problem here. We've we've had to spec it off stock, which was online, because it has to come from the online store. And you're not going to have these anymore. How do we go about it? And I don't think she was pretty much customer fo focused because she basically said, there's not going to be an issue. We'll send this out. Anyway, two and a half weeks later, she finally came back to me and said, um, yeah, um, we don't actually, you know, we can't supply that one. We're going to have to upgrade you to a 2017 one, which again is even this better. This is getting better every yeah, it's, time. It's yeah. a disaster. This is tough. 
it, it's a disaster in terms of they'd already picked my machine up and had my machine for two weeks then because you've got to send yours back, which is fine. Yeah. But I've been without a, two, a machine for two weeks now while they made the decision, which, okay, I, I, I you know, don't get me wrong, it's good that they've done it. However, I saw that delay a week before they picked my machine up and I, I, I mentioned it and I, I could see that that was going to happen and I was told to basically be quiet so anyway that that delay happened so that was two weeks so she finally ordered me the new machine and a week later so with three weeks i got the i got the tracking number for it i thought brilliant finally all's well anyway two days later tnt had their cyber attack and it's now been stuck in tnt's hands for about a week and a bit now um, two weeks and they don't know when it, where it is, whereabouts it is, when it's going to come, uh, etc. So I'm, I'm overjoyed that Apple have actually, and don't, but don't replace it with this brand new machine, but I haven't physically had a machine mm. now for, for four weeks and the, uh, the problem's been going on since April, the beginning of April. So it's been a long, long road and it's still not even solved. And I get that TNT isn't their fault, but it has sort of been mishandled so i agree james with you that it's it it's not what it once was i mean back in 2013 i had a similar issue and i just went to a store and they swapped it there and then no issue whatsoever but this is you know i'm, I'm happy i'm i'm happy because they they haven't had to upgrade this machine even though they sort of had yeah so what, what are you was, using in the meantime any old Windows machine I can jump on. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Because but, I would just be happy. I would sort of just be sat there happy in the knowledge that eventually, however long it's going to take, I'm going to get a new 2017 MacBook and, you know, suffer I, with whatever I, machine I am, I but it's, it's been difficult. It's been difficult. I mean, with the late, obviously TNT isn't their fault and there's businesses out there who haven't got stock of, you know, for, for, for proper work, like factory line production, all this sort of thing. Um, so mine's just a MacBook Pro. I get that. But, you know, I've been batting my head against with people for, over this problem since the beginning of April. Um, I don't know. I Obviously, I, I am happy. Ultimately, I am happy. I'm just impatient like us all, and a month is a long time. Richard, am I being overly harsh? Well, no. I mean, it's a totally different feel altogether. But I mean, I, I've uh, I've been reflecting rather ruefully on the fact that the uh, the new glasses I ordered in April are now nearly three months late, and that the sunglasses that were there are actually been on holiday and you do get very frustrated with these things mm, um, mm. and actually i'm going to have some serious <coughs> talks with vision express about this because in three months they've managed to produce one pair of defective glasses but um no you're not you're not wrong to be frustrated by it because you haven't had the use of a computer you did flag it up in advance um yeah. i think you... it, it's, the, it's the communication that they've spoken to me maybe I'll, I'll write an email to the lady that's dealing with it and she will respond with a stock answer of as soon as I've got any information, I'll update you. But I've, I, I've just asked you loads of different questions and, you know, and, and I get that normal customers aren't as proactive as us sort of tech enthusiasts. We're very proactive, aren't we? Um, to, but to be honest, just to dismiss I, I, my... I'd escalate it, though. I, I mean, I, I have well, that, that That's another thing. Yeah. You, I try and escalate it, and I get told it's already with the uh, <laughs> highest department. It's It can't get escalated any who further. Did, who did you escalate um, it to? I, I, I can't. I, I, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, I speak can. to... You can. Who did you, who did you t- try and get, get it past? So I, I spoke in, I spoke in obviously, to uh, numerous Apple Care people, yeah. um, customer relations... Um, I'm batting my head against the D- Apple distribution. It, it seems that 
I just have to. I just have to wait, and I sort of get that I have to wait. But it's it's as if no one sort of. I, I, I don't know. I had horrendous problems with the beta of uh, iOS nine. Um, it was it was all a bit of a case of bad timing. They they put out the Goldmaster beta the day before I went on holiday. So I thought, well, it'd be nice to have this on the phone. Um, while I'm away, I'll get a chance to play with it and learn the new features and whatever. Um, but the day after I went on holiday, they pulled the Goldmaster because there was a nasty problem that um, basically screwed up your iCloud storage. Um, and it, it caused horrendous problems. I mean, the, the, the first point about it was that uh, it, it filled up my iCloud storage with files that meant I couldn't actually store anything in iCloud. And it took about three months to get resolved. Mm. But the, the thing that ultimately resolved it was when I wrote a long and agonised email and sent it to Tim Cook. And, right, okay. uh, and his email address is, is probably... I don't think for a minute Tim Cook had got it. No, but, no. Um, Tim Cook's what, office. Yeah, exactly. What happened was, um, firstly, I got an email within about 12 hours saying, we agree with you, this isn't acceptable, we'll refer it to um, Europe and Middle East support. Uh, and within a couple of days, I had a dedicated person in the uh, European Executive Office team who chased it all up. And the whole thing was sorted really quite quickly, mm. actually. Now, if you write and say, look, I flagged this up, it is a problem. I'm without my MacBook. I'm having to use this. I'm having to do that. Surely something can be done about it. it you know, we're not talking something terribly complicated. I think yeah. you'll find somebody will cut through the red tape from above and sort it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's part of me that just says, look, Dave, you, you, they're, they're they're doing you a good thing here. You're getting this or that. You know, just be patient and just wait. On the other hand, I think if I, you know, I do rely on this machine an awful lot, and it's it's been an awful long time and with no end in sight now because um, things aren't clearing customs. It's still we don't know where it is. It might be in China. It might be in uh, the Netherlands. There's, do you know what I mean? It's just there, there's one very, there's one company uh, that that didn't work on Richard, where I tried to write to the CEO that I could find. Uh, and believe it or not, that was Samsung. I don't know if you remember my uh, K-Zoom catastrophe where oh, God, yeah. I had a little mark on the sensor and I sent that back and it was with Samsung for 100 days. And 100 days. I wrote to the head of Samsung UK and I got an email back saying, yep, we can see that this is being dealt with. And the only time actually, the one uh, route that I went through on Samsung to get it moving was to call their head office. And they've got a little customer team at their head office that dealt with it. But every other time that I've written, I tend to do it with a physical letter, write to the CEO or chairman of the company, and uh, they will sort it out. There used to be a a great wheeze that you could do in the old days, which was in the old days, the director's home addresses were available on company's house. So you used to send them a a really sort of careful, fairly snotty uh, letter and send it special delivery with Saturday with Saturday delivery <laughs> oh, to their nice. home address. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that intimidation now, Richard? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I had a real problem with BT. I, I had um, a, a client whose uh, company was registered at my address, which went bust. Um, and, and all of a sudden, my, my uh, business phone number got transferred into this company's name and and BT were ridiculous about it. They, they told me it had always been in, in that, that company's name, which was a nonsense. Um, and I, when I asked them who was paying the bill, they said, we can't give you that information, even though I knew very well it was me. And it, it, this, went on, <laughs> this went on for several months. I couldn't get any VAT invoices. I couldn't do anything about, about it. And eventually I wrote to the finance director of BT with a delivery on Saturday morning. And, and, and I had a phone call at 10 to 9 on Monday morning because um, it subsequently transpired that the postman had arrived really early, like about 20 past 8 in the morning, 
And of course, it was special delivery, so it had to be signed for. So, so it actually got him out of bed. And I thought that was so satisfying. <laughs> but, but then they changed the rules to allow directors to use a correspondence address. So you, you can't do that one anymore, which is a shame. That's uh, so, a um, great I, one. I, I uh, sneakily, uh, I was trying to get a copy of my council tax bill. I needed it for some documentation, and I had the same problem last year. I leave it to submit my council tax bill uh, until the last minute. And last year, I got a really helpful lady who uh, went and sorted it out straight away for me. She she was quite proactive, really. I went through to the call centre, but the call centre went through the tax people, and the lady literally emailed me it there and then. And I tried that again this year, you know, hoping that I'd be equally as successful and find someone willing to help me. And uh, the call centre basically turned around and said, you know, it's five days to process uh, and we might get it out to your left-hand centre. So I had the brainwave, Richard. I thought, hang on a sec, I've still got the email from last year and I've got the lady's telephone number on there. Uh So I I cut all the red tape and I rang this lady's desk. However, she wasn't there anymore, but equally nice lady that picked up the phone just did it there and then for me. So things can be done. It's just bureaucracy. It is. I've just emailed you... uh the correspondence I have with Tim Cook's office so you can um, you can nick the email address not that it's hard but they are yeah I think I've got a, a very lengthy email to be writing hadn't I so, I think uh, you have because I think actually to be fair to Apple when they when they hear what's going on somebody will, will sort this for you it, it's, it's one of these ones no, no one person can solve the problem no because, from, because it, lots of different up, aren't they yeah, lots of different people need to sign off on different things and they 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 can't talk to each other easily and it, it gets stuck in one place and I, I can understand how it can be a mess and, you know, they are doing me a good thing. So I don't want to be, you know, a pain about it, but um, it's no end in sight and it is becoming a real issue now. If you say I would imagine really grateful, they'll be fine, won't they? Yeah. I would imagine there's probably a couple of hundred people in the same situation as well, though, because I presume that Apple would have been using TNT for, you know, a few other people at the same time. So you'd hope yeah. that they would just apply the same fix to uh, all the people. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking with to Apple, TN, basically they've switched from TNT while this is happening to use FedEx and DHL. But TNT, this is what annoys me a little bit because they knew that this had happened and they tried to play it down, I think, for about three or four days. And while they were playing it down, people were still continuing to ship with them, like Apple shipping out machines left, right and centre. So there's a massive backlog within their system because they didn't hold their hands up you know, and it's it's been nearly what the second week, and TNT still have no track and trace systems. They can't scan it in at various locations. Uh, they just don't know where anything is in the network. It's amazing, Terrible. isn't it, that, that so many of these big companies have been hit so badly by this sort of thing. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, I, 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 pride comes before a fall, but I, I, you know, I keep all my antivirus up to date. I'm very careful about what I open, and and even in that situation, I mean, I, I've had some uh, correspondence with American Express lately. Um, and and they 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 have a really useless system. The only way that you can contact them is 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 to log in on their website, which is fine. But then they send you emails back saying, "Click on this link for the reply to your message." And I'm thinking, there is no way I'm going to click on this link for the reply to my message, even mm. though I am having a correspondence with you, and I think it's genuine. <coughs> it's it's a very bad thing to to put out there. I think eggs in one basket, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That- okay, so. Uh- Enough Apple knocking then. <laughs> yeah, I see. We actually were praising them though, weren't we? We all use their products. We all use their phones. And um, we all said that they would sort it. It's just a case of getting the resolution. Yeah. Quickly. Do, do yeah, I get to mention? Definitely. Do I get to mention my, my Jolla phone as well as BlackBerry in the same podcast? No, not in one episode. Oh, right. oh, I think we should. That, allow, that would just I think be we should allow that. You think we should? 
Yeah, well, I saw you. Me- I saw you mention that. So I powered on my N nine. Uh, I think yesterday oh, or the yeah. day before yesterday. So uh, how's your Yola phone getting uh, on? And then I can tell you very briefly how my N nine's getting on. Actually, my my, uh, my Yola phone. I, I I actually powered it up and updated it the other day, especially for the. Uh, the Tech Talk UK we did the They're other day. still doing updates, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, very much so. In fact, um, I was quite impressed. There are quite a lot of, of apps out that, that you know, weren't available last time I looked at it two or three months ago. Um, it still works perfectly nicely. Um, it would be nice to have some new hardware. I mean, they, they, they basically have decided they're going to be a software company only now, which I think is probably a good plan after the fiasco of the, uh, the tablet, which I'm still waiting for half the refund on, but it could come sometime, I guess. Um, but interestingly enough, they're about to launch um, uh, Selfish MS for the Sony Xperia X. So then you're going to have Selfish running in a, a reasonably uh, up-to-date um, piece of hardware. I, I, I'm really quite tempted to get that and install the uh, install the, the OS when it comes out. Probably be another couple of months, I guess. Uh, the, the beta testers have got it now, um, but it's a nice OS. I mean, it reminds me of, of Mego so much. It's uh, lovely, swipey, you know, little icons and uh, tombstone sort of uh, you know shortcuts and so on. It, 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 the interesting thing, actually, is so much of the uh, the DNA of, of Miko has found its way into other operating systems. I mean, I'm sure mm. it's the reason that I like BlackBerry 10. Um, it's, it's obviously very directly in, in the YOLO because Selfish is a, an evolution of Miko. But it, it actually, the other thing is, it is in quite noticeably is in iOS with the sweep up and sweep down and, and, and whatever. Um, the idea is, is still out there and it's still a, a viable system. But no, I, I, there's a bit of me that's really quite fond of this YOLO. It's just, it's never going to quite do it, is it? Really, you, you can you can see limited um, likelihood of it ever actually expanding very much. Although it is being pushed quite hard in Russia and China, because of course it it doesn't provide data back to American corporations. America. I guess. Yeah, yeah. This is what I thought would give it a lifeline: is that it was being talked of at one point as if it was going to be the Russian Android, i.e., they were going to take it on and try and. OEM it across lots of manufacturers across Russia and I thought well at least that would give it some life because I'm quite surprised that it is still going because I mean obviously uh, uh, Migo on the N9 is is not but a lot of the apps there have kind of stopped working on my N9 and whereas it sounds like Yola is still a going concern at the moment. Oh it is Uh, I mean it it more or less went bust but they managed to get it refinanced Um, the tablet was a complete disaster. They, they 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 just failed wholesale on that. They they gave people the impression they were funding the manufacture of the tablet, whereas it, it ultimately became apparent that what they were funding was uh, the development of the operating system. Really, mm. um, they then weren't able to pay the suppliers for the tablets, and the suppliers started selling them on yeah. um, Chinese website. Can't remember the name of it now. Um, sort of Alibaba. Yeah, of yeah, Alibaba. That's it. Yeah, they were selling one there. Um, and the whole thing became a fiasco. Well, they, they did manage to get more funding, and they refunded half of the, um, the, the monies that people had subscribed for the tablet, so we got half the money back. They're now saying they're starting the process of refunding the other half, um, but meanwhile, they've got quite big tie-ins with a couple of the Chinese manufacturers who apparently are doing it for um, domestic consumption in China. Um and uh, there is word that the next Yota phone might be available in a selfish version. Indeed, it might only have a selfish version, which mm. would upset Ted no end, I'm sure. Um, 
and and they have this this um, ROM that they're planning on releasing for the Xperia X. Well, oh, I could be quite interested in that. It's a it's a nice fluid operating system, and, and the the core apps that you need day to day are there in the same way they're there still for BlackBerry Ten. You know, you, you there's lots that isn't there, but if you want to just do uh, email and so on and so forth, yeah, it's 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 definitely an option, and, and obviously a reasonably secure option in in the sense that it's it's written pretty much from a a security viewpoint, and it doesn't upload data everywhere, uh, yeah. so, far, so far as we know, anyway. Yeah. Well, I think that's what they need to do in terms of finding uh, unique form factors, I think, because, you know, you've got the slabs are, are, are pretty well catered for uh, on the Android side, aren't they? So yeah. if you had, like, an e-ink screen, the killer camera, some other uh, unique hardware selling point, then it could be compelling if the operating system is still supported. Yeah, oh, the operating system. I mean, I, I can't tell you what the last update was, but it, last month or so, something like that. It's, but it's not it, dead. Oh no, definitely not dead. Um, okay, you know, and and it has extremely good um, uh, Android capability as well. I'm, I, I don't think I've thrown anything Android at it that doesn't work. Although, to be honest, I'd rather use native apps and do where I can. Um, but you know, there's this. There is the basis of a very good operating system here, and, and I'm sure it's missed its day. You know, I mean, there's, there's not much chance it's ever going to sort of uh, come I'd be, out and, and succeed in that sense. But it's still, you know, it's still there. It's still still worth the play. I'd, I'd be interested to see how Snapchat and Instagram run on it because I think those are the two key apps that you're unlikely to get I'll, natively. I'll, I'll wager that Instagram probably doesn't. Uh, sorry, Snapchat probably doesn't. It might do, I suppose. Um, I've got an Instagram account. There is, I think, from recollection, in fact, I'm pretty sure I've got it on here, a native Instagram app, although whether it actually is up to date. I, I shall report back on that, mm. James, because I can't, yeah. can't off the top of my head remember what it's called. And also, it involves sitting there playing with a phone whilst trying to do a podcast. is never going to be a, be a <laughs> no. very good... Um, well, at least you know, playing play with the phone might be one thing, but but then subsequently trying to uh, answer properly is a different matter altogether. Yeah, so we've got the, so, the uh, BBM challenge, and now we've got the Snapchat challenge. Yeah, yeah. Well, homework. I, I've sent you an invitation to the BBM group, so you, you you're going to have to <laughs> reply now. <laughs> okay, so um, I think I think we're fast approaching the hour, gentlemen. I think we looking at the notes, we've still got so much we can talk about, which is good. Yep. It means there's definitely going to be a two and a three and a four. Um, I, I'll just uh, include a few links. We this should be live at uh, thetechbox.net, um, and obviously through iTunes and all the different podcatchers. Okay, so when do we reckon we can uh, we can have it on iTunes and podcatchers and so on? Well, they will actually already have it, Richard. By the time that they hear this, uh, well, I suppose that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> through the magic of, the magic uh, of they won't be able to time travel to find out. <laughs> exactly. So uh, it, they should hopefully touch wood be listening to this maybe from friday through the weekend so um yeah it's, it's all in hand so it'll be the techbox.net um but um yeah lo- loads of stuff to talk about gentlemen definitely definitely indeed well we look forward to that then okay so um we'll we'll, we'll, we'll say goodbye for this one and um yeah we'll uh, we'll see you all in the next one okay, okay goodbye bye all